Okay, today's daf is Shabbos, daf Kufyud Dalad. We are on the bottom line, Kufyud Gimel Amun Beis. Amar of Achabar Abu Amar of Yechran. So we were discussing various types of clothing, clothing for Shabbos. We got into the, the way Rus wore her clothing. So just one more Gemara regarding clothing, maybe a few more. So Rav Achabar Abba said in the name of Yechran, Minayin Lishinu Begadim in Atar. Kufyud Dalad Amar Aleph. How do I know that changing clothing is from the Torah. What do we see a biblical source for the concept of changing one's clothing? As Rashi says, Shuderech cover the famak, and that it's Kavadik in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hashem. The Pasuk says, by the Trumas Hadeshin, who Pashat Espigadav, you read this, if you say Karbonus, you say it every day, So first they would take out the Trumas Hadeshin, then they would get undressed and wear new clothing to tell me that they, uh, they wouldn't wear the same Clothing. A Kayan would not wear the same clothing when he did the Trumas Hadeshin, taking out the ashes, which is barbecuing, right? You smell like charcoal. When, then he would switch, change clothing before doing the Avaida. The Tana Dubei Rabbi Yishmael, Lemetcha Taira Derecheret. The Torah teaching me Derecheret. Begadim Shabishal Behen Kedera the Rabbi. The clothing that a person cooked a dish for his master that you wore in the kitchen, Al Yimzlik Behen Kais the Rabbi. Don't use that to serve him. When you're serving him the cup of wine, you shouldn't do that. So the same thing over here. We're comparing the Trumas Adeshen to you know cooking, getting all sweaty and smelling up the clothing. That is not the clothing that you would do to, to serve the king. So some say this has. This is in connection with Shabbos, that when a person cooks for Shabbos, so they're wearing their, you know, their Friday clothing, so a person should change going into Shabbos, and that would align with Daf Kofi Gimel, which discusses the halachas of getting dressed for Shabbos. Based on this, some of the points can bring down in Hilchas, uh, you know, tefillah, that if a person has a beged hamayucha tefillah, something that's only wore when they're davening. The example would be a talus. So we know a person's allowed to take his talus kaktan, your tzitzis, you're allowed to wear that in the bathroom, but a talus, you typically have you know, hooks outside your, uh, your shul uh, bathroom. People take off their talus before going to the bathroom. Why is that? Because a talus, for the most part, is a beged hamayuchel atvila. It's clothing that is miyuchel for davening, and therefore, the same thing as the Gemara just said. You shouldn't have clothing that is specifically for davening. Don't go to the bathroom with that clothing. For that reason, many will take off their kittel, uh, you know, or Shana, uh, Yom Kippur, or if you're uh, Chaim Berliner or Shana before going to the bathroom, they'll take off their kittel. If you want to get a little more uh, interesting, the question would be, let's say someone never wears a black hat. He only wears a black hat when he davens. So you got to wear that to the bathroom. So I don't know. But uh, that would be another, or gartel, something like that. If you only wear it when you daven, so you should not be wearing that to the bathroom. Based on this Gemara, of begadim shebishel b'hen kadeir l'rabbi, I'm like b'hen kais l'rabbi. Am rabchia bar abba, am rabbi yechanan. Rabchia bar abba said the name of, yeah, go for it. So I think it's still miyuchah. So just walking home from shacharis with the talus would still, you know, fall with miyuchah Everybody knows they're, da- they're davening. They just finished davening shacharis. So it was interesting during coronavirus. You'd see people on Shabbos walking around with a talus. I'm like, what are you in the middle of davening? It's like you're walking home from shuli davening at home. But uh, yeah, in my neighborhood, there were uh, my my area. There were people walking around with a talus on. Interesting. Maybe they just felt Shabbos stick. But yeah, so a guy like that who walks around with his talus all Shabbos, you're right. Then it's for him, it's not beged hamayucha l'tzvila. Let's say someone learns a whole all day. He's a, I don't know. He's a, he's one of those guys, and he wears a talus all day. You're right. But for most people, it's maybe going to shul, going away from home from shul. But it's really everyone knows that that's a beged hamayucha l'tzvila. So you know, even even though you wear your kittel by the seder, still Rosh Hashanah Kippur time, I think people assume that it's not Kavadik 
to, to, to go daven, uh, to go to the bathroom with your kittel. Okay. Right, so that's all about if you know where to put it down, all these right, other things. Now that it's beautiful. Right, today you, you shouldn't do it because, because we barely wear it. Yeah, you're right. Definitely be part of that conversation. Okay, so once we mention clothing, we'll keep on going. It's a disgrace for a tamachacham to go out with shoes that are patched uh, out in the street. It's a gnai, it's like a, it's a chil Hashem. So the, so the Gemara says, So he used to go out with patched shoes. The only problem is when you have a patch on top of another patch. Meaning in those days, everybody was poor. So to have one patch, that's not a big deal. But a double patch, that's already a gnai for a Talmud Chacham to go out like that. Any Talmud Chacham that has a, a grease stain on his clothing, Chayv Misa. It's to walk around like that with his, uh, with his oily shirt. Shanem uh, of the Pasuk says, So, let me see, that all those that cause people to hate me should die. So, it's, as Rashi explains, that a person has to be a person who is a Tamachacham or a Ben Taira. So, you have to dress the part. And if you end up looking like a, a schlump, so then it's a chil Hashem be'eni habrios, and people are going to say, well, the, this is what Torah produces, someone who can't keep himself together, and it's a chil Hashem. People are not going to be drawn closer to the Torah. As the Raman writes, that part of Ahavas HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that you should cause others to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to want to be part of Klai Yisrael, Torah, all, all those things. If a person, you know, his, 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 in his dress is not put together, that is not a Kiddush Hashem. And Kavachim, Rabbein Yonah says when he brings it down, that for sure, in a person's own actions, forget about his, his tie and his shirt, but a person, the way he acts, if that's not uh, making a Kiddush Hashem, the same thing, that it's Misanai Avu, you're causing uh, people to hate me, so it is a Chayv Misa. And the Gemara Numa discusses this, we'll keep going. So Ella Al Tikre uh Al Tikre mi sa mi Ella Ella uh how does he call it here? Mashniai. I don't even know what's the I don't have the Nakudas here. Masni'i. Okay, we'll keep going. Ravina Amar Ravina says Revid Itmar Veloipli. Revid is not talking about a a, uh, a uh, oil stain. It's talking about a uh, Zera. It's talking about a person that has shechvazera stain on himself. You should not go out like that. It's a bazillion. So, in the outer cloak, so then even a grease stain would be a problem. But in a person's inner clothing, so then a grease stain would not be a problem. However, the shechvazera stain would be an issue. Went he went when he was Aram, uh, he was he was naked, and he was he was walking around barefoot. So it sounds like it sounds like he's uh, he's walking around going against this Gemara. So the Gemara says uh, Bimin Alim Hamatulam. So he he walked around with 
shirt that was blue and that was worn out, and with shoes that had patches. So the Rishonim explained that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him to do this, even though this wasn't the norm. The norm is that a Tamachacham should not be dressed like this, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him to do this to show some symbolism. Other Rishonim explained that this is all a uh, Nevoah, this is all part of what he saw in a prophecy, but it wasn't. It never came true. He didn't walk around barefoot. Tanan Hasam learned in a Mishnah in Mikvah. So this Mishnah is discussing chatzitza when a person when a person goes to the Mikvah. So there's a concept that you cannot have a chatzitza. You can't be wearing, uh, uh, you know, uh, cl- clothing. Obviously, there's a whole discussion of nail polish. Oh, we, we know when our wives go to the Mikvah, there's a whole. Uh, a set of halacha is called Hilchas Chatzitza. This comes up for men as well, if you're becoming a ger. However, the most common application is for men would be when you're titling Kalim. You title Kalim and you left a sticker on by mistake. We've all been there, done that. So the mission over there uh, goes through some of the common examples. However, it's always important to keep in mind the basic rules. In order for something to be called a chatzitza midaraisa, it has to be that it's rubai, it covers the entire, uh, most of the keli. So you have a huge sticker going across, you know, most, most of the cup. Or, I'm sorry, and it has to be makbit that you don't like it. It says, you know, amazing savings on it or $1.99. So you don't want that sticker on your, on your glass. So that's when it's a chatzitza midaraisa. However, if it's less than 50% or even if it's more than 50%, but it's not, you're not makbit on it. It says a fancy name on it. You don't care about it. You leave it on there. So then it's not a problem midaraisa, midarabonon even one of, the, one of the two would be an issue. So let's say you have something that's more than half of the keli. Even though you like, you don't mind that it's there, it's a problem with the Rabbanon. The same thing if, let's say, you have a small little sticker, but it says 99 cents, even though it's less than most, uh, covering less than most of the keli, halacha is that is called a chatzitza mid The same thing applies to women. A full body cast might be a chatzitza daraisa. Most of our shilas that, that come up would only be a chatzitza, at most a chatzitza mid so Tanan Hasam, look at the mission over there. Revav ala mardea. Let's say a person had a stain on a mardea. A mardea we had back in the Mishnayis discussing what an animal is allowed to walk out with on Shabbos. So mardea was your saddlecloth. So if you have a stain on the saddlecloth, let's say the saddlecloth became tameh. Halach is you have to take the saddlecloth and toil it in the mikvah. But the water has to touch all, all parts of it. So if you have a chatzitz on it, then, then it's not considered that it went to the mikvah. So it's chaytzitz. If you have a stain on the mardea, on the saddle, it's chaytzitz. So ak talki. It has to be the size of a isari talki, the size of a certain size coin. We'll, look, we'll get into this coin in the Mesechtas Kedushin. If you remember from Yeshiva days, that the famous uh, isari talki, trying to figure out what a pruta is when a person's mekadesh anisha. Fine. So that's the halacha regarding a saddlecloth. What's a chatzitza? What's the sticker? You know, back in the day that would make you go back to the mikvah, take it again, is you have a isari talki size stain on a saddlecloth. That's the opinion of Rav Shem Gamliel. And the Tanakhama just said anything, any stain would be a problem. Valabagadim, what if it's not a saddlecloth, it's on a person's shirt? So mitzat echad enachot. It's if it's only on one side, the stain doesn't go through. So then it's not chaytzitz. Mishnei tzedad, and if the stain is visible on both sides of the shirt, chaytzitz, that would be a chaytzitz. Rabbi Huda, I'm Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel, af mitzad echad chaytzitz, even if the stain is on one side, that would in fact be called a chaytzitz. Bo'i minei, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish mir Rabbi Chanina. He has the following shayla. Mardas mitzad echad, or mishnei tzedad. When the Mishnah said that if a person has a stain on his 
donkey saddle cloth and he takes it to the mikvah. Halacha, it, it's chaitzis. But the Mishnah did not explain are we discussing a stain on one side or on both sides. So Amrle, Zula Shamati. I'd never heard anything about that. But Kiyotzeba Shamati, heard something similar at the time. I went to the Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi, Amr, Rabbi Yossi says, Shal Banoin, when it comes to the Banoin, Mitzad Echad. That well, we'll explain what banan means in a few moments. But he says when it comes to the banan clothing, that's different. That's only mitzat echad. Even from one side, if there's a stain on one side, it's a problem. Vishal bore, if it's from a amaaret. So here it sounds like banan means a uh, a tamachacham. Mishnei tzedadim. It has to be from that there is a stain that's visible on both sides. Then the person would care, and it'll be a chatitza. So if that's how it comes when it comes to a person. So he says, So if a boar needs to have a stain on both sides in order for it to be called a chatitza, so a, a donkey saddle cloth shouldn't be any worse. So it would need to have a stain on both sides in order for it to be called a chatitza, in order for it to be called that you're makbid on this stain. So the Gemara says, My banoin. What is Banon? So if you read the, the Mishnah, it sounds like you have a boar, you have Amaret, so it seems like Banon would be a Tamachacham. Amra, Yechanan, Elu Tamidacham, Shaiskin, Devinyan, Shalaylam, Koyamin. They are always busy with building the world with Tyra, so that is why they're called uh, Banoyan. We have this in, uh, you say this in um, Kalakenu, the end it says, Atikri Banoyach, Alaboynoyach. So we know that they are building the world, that's why they're called the Banoyan. The Amr Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan says the following halacha. So going back to Elam Metzias, back in uh, back in elementary school for most people. So you learned all the halachas of a person who loses an object. You need a simon. You have to identify that this is mine based on simanim. Halacha is a tamal chacham is able to identify betvias ayin just by saying yes, that is mine. We give it to him. We don't ask him which simon, you know, where he lost it. We just tvias ayin that works. So the question is, how do we identify who is called a tamal chacham? So the Gemara says. So Rabbi Yechanan says, that this is a person who, if his shirt would be, it sounds like inside out or the wrong side, he would turn it around. So if he's makbid on that, it must be that he's the type of tamachacham that we could trust in his, uh, that tfiyas ayin. So what would be the svara? I would just venture to say that it's because if he's so, if he, care, he cares so much to, to detail that if his shirt's a little off, he's very makbid that it goes uh, everything's proper. So if he says this is my this is my watch, this is my object, he knows. He's a, he has a tvias iron on it. He actually cares about his property, which brings to mind the the famous question. It says that Yaakov Avinu went back to get the pachim ketanim. He had the small little the small little jars. So everyone says tzadikim that they're makpid, uh, you know, uh, on, on their property, even for small little jars of, of product. And the question is, it sounds like they're very cheap. It sounds like a cheap thing to say, that you're so makbed, oh, we're going to go back and schlep to get your little jars. So I think the vart is that if a person sees value in something that's worth $2, he'll be able to value something worth a lot more. But if someone walks through life and they can't value, uh, they, they don't give value to things, so then they're never going to value Tyra, they're never going to value other things in life, their family, whatever it is. So therefore, it's a it's a it's a mita taiva. Again, not to be too stingy. That's not the point. The point is to, to see the value in, in everything in life. Additionally, as Rashi I think Rashi says as in Chumash, that if you don't value your property, so then you'll come to steal other people's property because 
if for you, what's the big deal? So I took six cups, you know? So big deal, you throw cups in the garbage. So you'll take someone else's, you know, I don't know, plastic cups, whatever, whatever else you're thinking about, you'll, you, know, you won't care about it, because to me it's worthless. But, and, and for him also, big deal. But if someone values his own property, he will treat others in a uh, much more respectful way, and he will avoid uh, stealing and all those other things. Okay, that is one category of Tamil Chacham. Next, who is a tamachacham? That could be the parnis al which let's assume it means someone who's going to be uh, the gadol hadar, someone who's going to be a leader for the klal yisrael in Tyra. So that you could ask him a dvar halacha in any place. You could ask him any any halacha. He knows it. Uh, and he'll respond. Even in the small mesechtas, which didn't make it into what we call shas tafyomi mesechtas kala, in the back of your uh, in the back of your gemara, maybe gemara sanhedrin, typically near vilna shas or avodizara. So you'll see that there's uh, many small mesechtas. So one of them is mesechtas kala. If he knows that, so ah, he's someone who could be a poisig on the tzibor, a panis on the tzibor. That would be the level of tamar chacham. Vam Rabbi Yechon Ezu Tamar Chacham Shevnei Iroi Mitzavin Lasis Loi Melachtoi. Who is a Tamar Chacham that the people in this town are obligated to do his work for him? Meaning they should support him. Zeshemani Chavtsoi V'Oisek B'Chavtsi Shemaim. Someone who foregoes his own uh, enjoyment in this world, his own chafatzim, and he's busy taking care of Chavtsi Shemaim. But this only means to get take care of his bread. Rashi says that, that it means something that he needs to be able to live. So basic necessities. But luxuries, that would not be mechuyiv uh, to do it. So just by the way, this, this touches upon a very interesting subject regarding supporting people learning Torah. We have different sugas and shas that give us different uh, impressions. There's a famous Rambam in uh, the first paragraph, I think it's the first paragraph of us, at, uh, he goes to town and saying, how, you know, how can we be taking money from the tzibor, how could Rabbanim, and they should, be, they, should, they should go to work, they should not be uh, getting support from the tzibor. So if you look in the Bir Halacha, the, written by the Chavetz Chaim, so he kind of uh, takes, takes away the heat of this argument by, by alluding to the concept of Yisachar Zavulan. And the whole concept of Yisachar Zavulan is if someone is willing to support so then, that's not what the Gemara is saying. The Gemara is saying, let's go over here. The, the only time that Tzibor is mechoyev, they're obligated to take care of the, the parnasal at Tzibor, that's only up to, you know, bread, you know? But you, they shouldn't be buying him luxuries, a car, whatever we would consider luxuries today, that he should not get. But however, if the Tzibor agrees, let's say someone's supporting, I don't know, a son-in-law in Kailo, right? But if you agree to do it, it could be you were coerced by the Shachan, but assuming you agree to do it, so the Be'er HaLacha writes, that's your classic, you know, Yisachar Zvulan, not as bad as the Ramam calls it in his famous uh, words in the Pirish uh, Mishnayis, the Ramam. Merit Hashem will, will, will touch upon it at a different time, just a fascinating sugya in general. The concept of taking taking a salary as a uh, you know as a rabbi as a uh, now usually rabbanim get paid for other things not really for for the learning of Torah usually it's uh, babysitting social work uh, arbitration panels regarding seating and shul so there's a lot of other things that get that uh, you know takes that that deserves uh, wages okay next. Um, you ask him Allah in any place and he says it. What's the difference? To make him in charge. He's someone that could be the Paisa Kadar. So if he only knows one Masechta, meaning, let's say right now he's learning uh, Masechta's Kedushin. You could ask him anything on Kedushin regarding marriage and rings. He got it down pat. So then. 
he could be a rav, he could be a poisik ba'asri in his own town. That's that's the status we give him. Ibakula, if he knows called Harakula, so you could do Batnui Baresh Masifta, he in fact could be in charge of the Resh Masifta, which means the academy. He could be what we would call the Rosh Hashiva of the generation, the Galadar, someone like that that can answer a halacha in any place. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish Aymer, so this that we said, going back to the Mishnah in Makvois, that said that the Banoim, sorry, the, the Brisa said that Shabanoim is Mitzat Echad, we assume Banoim and Tamid Chamim, Rabbi Shimon Lakish Aymer, Elu Kalim Ha'uilorin Habom Dinasayam. This is talking about the, the clothing of the, the uh, bathhouse attendants that they would wear. So, so that, that's imported from Medina Siam. Those things, if it has a stain on one side, that would be considered a chatzitza, that would be a stain. So the Gemara says, Are you telling me that they're white and that one stain would be noticeable? So it must be that they're white, it's like a white shirt. Rabbi Yana told the sons, Bini, my children, Altik Baruni, don't bury me, not with white clothing, not with black clothing, don't bring, put on white clothing, don't, I mean, I won't, I won't be Zaycha to be, uh, you know, uh, so, such a tzaddik, I'm going to be this guy wearing white. As if I'm a chassan, so this actually gives you a remez of a chassan, you know, being dressed in white. Today the kala gets dressed in white, but again, it, it seems like the chassan should be dressed in white. So if I'm, if if he goes to Gehenim and everyone's wearing black, he's going to be wearing white. It's going to look off. So don't do that to me, uh, and don't bring, don't give me shchayer in black. Shema eske. Maybe in fact I will be zaycha to be seated by Gan Eden and everybody's going to be wearing white I'm going to be wearing black Ella, so what should you uh, clothe me in these bathhouse attendant uh, clothing that, that are imported so what do you see from here you see from here Sumkin, you know, they're colored Sumki sounds like it's red but it was colored because if it was white or black it wouldn't work and you're telling me that there's a, that even one stain is noticeable so it sounds like it's white, so it doesn't make any sense. And much like Kasha, Habaglimi, Habalavushi, different parts of the of the uh, of the garb that they would wear. So one of them was white, the other parts were colored. So he was talking about the colored part, but the white part, in Ikanami, there is a white part of the uh, getup for those that were the bathhouse attendants. Uh, okay. Next, Rabbi Shmuel Amr, so going back to our Mishnah on Kufyud Gimel Amadalev. So there we spoke about folding, uh, yeah, it was yesterday's year, folding things. And Rabbi Shmuel said, you're allowed to fold your, your let's see, your talus for, from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. Then he got into halachas of chelev, of burning chelev on, on, on Shabbos, even though there were things that were born in Yom Kippur. So a little bit of kachim here. Tana The Pasuk says, it says, Oila Shabbos b'Shabbatoi, al Oila Hatamid v'Niska. So it's a famous psukim. So there, there's a few extra things going on here. It should have said, Oila Shabbos. Now it says, Oila Shabbos Bishabbatoi, on, on Shabbos. Of course, it's the Oila of Shabbos. Not only that, it says Bishabbatoi, on its Shabbos. So it's, there's two things going on here. Number one, it's coming to include something else that it seems like I could bring the Oila at another time. So, because it, it, it includes Bishabbatoi. But it also says Bishabbatoi, only its Shabbos. So let's see how the Tanoim break down this Pasuk. So the Torah Rabbanon, Oila Shabbos v'Shabbat, Alimir Achel v'Shabbos, it tells me regarding the Chelev of Shabbos, Shekriven b'Yom Kippurin, that could be born in Yom Kippur. So here in this case, let's say Yom Kippur fell out on a Sunday. In today's world, calendar, Yom Kippur will never fall out on a Sunday, but 
Assuming it did. So let's say you brought your carbon mincha for Shabbos for yesterday afternoon. Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon, you brought a carbon mincha, right? You bring a carbon mincha in the morning, babayker, and another one bein arbaim in the afternoon. So what do you do with the fats and limbs? You burn it on Shabbos. What if they slept around, you know, the carbon mincha? They did not complete uh, the consumption until after Shabbos. Now Sunday was Yom Kippur. So what do you do? So here it says I could. I could burn the oil of Shabbos Bishabbat on another day that we're going to call Shabbos. That must be Yom Kippur. Now, why can't it be the next Shabbos? Because then it will be nicer. It will, it will be too late. We'll just have to stay overnight the entire month of Shabbos, waiting until next Shabbos. It's going to be nicer. So it must be Yom Kippurim. Now, Yachol Avshi Yom Kippurim Shabbos, let's see Yom Kippur fly out on Friday. Maybe I could bring the carbon mincha that was brought on Friday afternoon. Your, your mincha for Yom Kippur, should I be able to bring that on Shabbos? Tamaloyim Bishabbatoy. Only on Bishabbatoy. Uh, it's Shabbos. Sounds like Shabbos itself, not Yom Kippur. You cannot bring Yom Kippur carbonos on Shabbos. What does that mean? Let's say you have your leftover from your Shabbos afternoon carbonus. It can be brought on Yantif. I would think even if Yom Kippur fell on Sunday, you could bring your carbonus on Yom Kippur. Only on, on uh, the next day, which is Yantif. That's the next in line, not Yom Kippur. Now, if you want to, if you analyze it a little further, I can tell you that this discussion has to do with a machlokes in Mesechtos Beitzah regarding can a person bring a darim and a davos in Anyantif. So on one hand, we'll get to this in, in Beitzah. On one hand, you, you would say that the same way I can bring carbonis, carbon sibor on Yantif. So maybe I should also be able to bring a carbon nadava. Additionally, the nadava was eaten. Let's say you bring a carbon shlamim, you're able to eat it. So maybe you should be able to bring an anyanta. This is machlekes in Masechtos Beitzah. Rabbi Shmuel holds in Dharma Nadavis, craving beyantif. And since it can be brought on yantif, so then I don't need a pasuk to tell me I could burn the chaylev on yantif. Of course you can burn the chaylev on yantif. You could bring your own carbon. Anytime you're bringing a carbon, you have to burn the chaylev. So if you could decide on a yantif, Pesach morning, you know what? I want to bring a carbon shlamim today. So of course you're able to burn the fats and limbs from Shabbos' carbonus. So So what is the pasuk telling me? Bishabbatai, liyamikipurim. That's telling me even Yom Kippur, you could bring, you could burn the chaylev from Shabbos in Yom Kippur. You know, I'll bring a carbon shlamim or a, a different type of carbon on a yantif. So therefore, I'd need a, a pasuk itself to teach me I could bring a carbon, uh, could, could burn the fats and limbs of the Shabbos mincha on yantif. Amar Rabbi Zerah, Rabbi Zerah says, When I was in Bavel, have uh, Amri, they would say the following: How the Tanya, that which you learned in a brayse, Yom Kippur Mishcholios Erev Shabbos, Yom Kippur that falls out on Erev Shabbos on Friday, Loihayu Taikin, they would not blow tkiyos. So we had this earlier in Masechta Shabbos. It's also a Mishnah in Chulin that they would blow the tkiyos right before Shabbos. They would blow two sets of tkiyos, tell people to stop working, and then Shabbos is here. So they had the uh, your classic tkiyos on Friday. So that was your your typical Friday. What if it's a Friday going into Shabbos, Yom Kippur going into Shabbos? So the, here, we, here the Brisa says, they will not blow 
Shafer on, 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 on Yom Kippur going into Shabbos. Now, why, why would you say not to? Because blowing Shafer would be an instant rabbanon of making noise. You don't, you don't blow Shafer on, on Shabbos. You're not allowed to blow Shafer on Shabbos. So, you're not to blow Shafer on Yom Kippur either. Of a Matzi Shabbos, and they would not make Havdalah. Let's say Yom Kippur was a Sunday, you wouldn't make Havdalah going from Shabbos into Yom, uh, Yom Kippur. So the Gemara like this. So that was Divri Hakoli. That everybody agreed to. When I was in Bavel, that was unanimous. Kisalikna lahasam. When I came up to Yisrael, Ashkechiti liYehuda braid Rav Shimon Pazi. I found Yehuda, the son of Rav Shimon Ben Pazi. The Yosef Amar. He was sitting there and saying, Rabbi Kivahi, this must be the opinion of Rabbi Kivahi, Rabbi Shmuel. If we go with the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, came into Amar Yehos Chalvi Shabbos Kriyim Yom Kippurim, that you could in fact burn the Chilav of Shabbos on Yom Kippur on Matzah Shabbos Litoka. So then Matzah Shabbos, you should blow Shoifer Kihechet Lehavi Yadi, so that people should know the Chalvi Shabbos Kriyim Yom Kippurim. That the Chilav of Shabbos could be burned on Yom Kippur. Meaning, what's the point of blowing Shoifer? The point of blowing Shoifer is to tell me something new. So on a Friday, Friday's a weekday, you blow Shoifer, telling me Shabbos, you got to keep Shabbos. So when much of Shabbos is Yom Kippur, I should have another Tzkiyas to tell me I could burn the fats and limbs on Yom Kippur, on, on much of Shabbos. And I responded, this is the, um, the words of, of Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera says, and I responded, no, Kahanim's reason him. Like, I don't know what they're doing. You don't have to tell them they're able to burn the chalev. They look at the, the, the book, and it says you're allowed to do it. So you're allowed to burn the chalev on Matzah Shabbos. So Amalei Makashishi Breder, Chistel Rav Ashi. Me, I'm reading Kahanim's reason. Is it true? Yeah, the Kahanim Azaris, we never take precautions. What's now? I'm looking at the Mishnah. Shalosh, the third uh, bl- blowing of the shoifer, lehav to las ami malacha, to to uh, tell people not to not to, to, to stop working. And Shalash Lahavdu bin Kadish the Khal. So you have to 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 take away from to differentiate between Kaidish and Khal. So you see from here that they did need a reminder in the base of Mikdash. That's what they were blow the shaifer. You need a reminder in the base of Mikdash to tell me I can no longer do Malacha. So you do in fact see you tell me Kahanam's reason him. They don't need reminders. They do need reminders. So the Gemara says, They weren't blowing for the people in the base of Mikdash. They were blowing for everyone else. They're clapping on the beam telling everyone else to say Yalav Yavai. They're blowing Shaifer to tell everyone else that you, uh, you now have to keep Shabbos. Not to tell themselves. They knew. So therefore, since this Halacha, very, very uh, detailed halacha that you're allowed to burn the chalev from Shabbos on Yom Kippur if Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday you don't have to be blowing shayfer to everyone who does this apply to? it only applies to the kahanim and kahanim is reason so the question is I have another reason why they should blow shayfer why should they blow shayfer? they should blow shayfer to tell me that typically you're allowed to uh be knivas yerek. Knivas yerek means preparing the vegetables. So you have vegetables that are already uh, harvested. Say so you have a cucumber, and you want to cut it up for your, you know, osfast and your meal after Yom Kippur. So halacha is based on the Gemara. We're going to see how we pass halacha lemaisa. Not exactly like this, but in the Gemara's terminology, you're allowed to prepare 
on Yom Kippur for your Osfasten, for your meal, for your after your fast, for your break fast. Okay, assuming you're doing that after Yom Kippur, right? You're not a Reformed Jew, but uh, the, the meal after Yom Kippur, so you're allowed to start preparing you know, earlier. So today that would mean, you know, taking out your bagels from the freezer for your post Yom Kippur meal. So, how does this have to do, what does that do with blowing shayfer? So let's say Yom Kippur fell out on Friday. So, in, on, and, and going the, the, that night, you're going to break your fast, it's going to be Shabbos. So on that day, you can't cut up the vegetables for your chicken soup, for, for, uh, for your osfat, for your night after, for your meal after Yom Kippur, because that meal you cannot cook. You can't cook those vegetables. So I should blow, this is interesting, I should blow shoifer on Friday Yom Kippur, that I should know next year I'm allowed to cut the vegetables in preparation for my post Yom Kippur meal. That's the Gemara's kasha. So, Velitaka, blow shoifer, kiheche, the lady, the shoifer, knivas, the people should know that in general, if not for the fact that tonight is Shabbos, I'm usually able to cut vegetables or take out my bagels from the freezer for my afternoon kippur meal. So, I'm There's an Isra Durabundant to blow shoifer. You tell me I should blow shoifer in kippur now and violate the Isra Durabundant of blowing shoifer in order to be matir next year's uh, that they're able to cut their vegetables for for their their uh, break fast. Now, by the way, Rashi explains why did they, why was that allowed? L'chaira, shouldn't there be an issue of preparing for afternoon kippur? Hachana, you're preparing the vegetables for afternoon kippur. So there's two ways to learn this. Rashi learns that there's a concept of vinisim esnafshesechem. You're supposed to afflict yourself on yom kippur. Another way to afflict yourself is by preparing the food for after the fast, and you're going to be salivating for that uh, cheese danish for the bagel after yom kippur. So that's part of vinisim esnafshesechem. Many rishonim argue there's no. Vinisim is not means there are certain things I cannot do. I cannot bathe, I cannot have, can't wear shoes. It doesn't mean I have to go out of my way to, to, to make myself in pain. So there it says that it's the opposite. Chazal did not, Chazal waived the concern of hachana so that you should have your bagels ready right after the fast. So it's the opposite of Rashi. Rashi's saying you want to inflict yourself. So it's like going shopping on a fast day. So according to Rashi, you should do that in Yom Kippur so you, you could see all the good food. Look at your kids, you know, uh, nosh bags, you know, filled to kazoo. So then, it, oh, so you should afflict yourself in Yom Kippur. The other Rishonim said, no, I don't have to afflict myself in Yom Kippur. So why, in fact, are you allowed to appear for after Yom Kippur? That's because Chazal waved the Isra HaChana so that I could get to my meal as soon as possible after Yom Kippur. Now, by the way, Halacha Lamaisa, the Shulchan Aruch says that the minog is to be machmer in this. We do not do it. Anything that's hachana on Shabbos, so again, taking bagels out of the freezer is probably not hachana, but cutting up vegetables, making a salad would probably be hachana. So that we won't do. Why? Because here the heter was only mina mincha ulamala. Only uh, after a certain amount of time. And the Mishabura says mincha katana, so a few hours before shkia. And people started doing it even earlier. So once people started doing it earlier, the Rabbanim or Klai Yisrael decided we're going to be machmir, no more preparing an Yom Kippur for your post-Yom Kippur meal. Okay. So at the end of the day, Rabbi Yosef says, Lefi she'ein doichin shvus lahater. Rav sheisha breidu Rav idiyamar shvus kroiva hetiru shvus rechoika lo hetiru. So something that's going to be right away, so that we're mekelon, 
but that will that will blow Shifer if it had to do with right away. But Shvus Rechoika for next year that I'm allowed to eat these vegetables that we're not going to be blowing Shifer. Stigmar says, Shvus Kroivatiu, they allow a Shvus to allow me to do something. Vatnan, we looked in the Mishnah. Yantish Cholias Erev Shabbos, Yantif falls out on Friday. Taikin, they blow Shifer. Why did they blow Shifer? Because on Yantif, you're allowed to cook. On Friday night, you're not allowed to cook. So the blowing of the Shifer tells me no more cooking in my house. Okay? It's By the way, that's the classic time that people will be machal Shabbos by mistake is is uh, is Shabbos right after Yontif because they're used to having the blech on the counter for you know the whole two three day Yontif they're busy making eggs then they, they raise the flame it's already Shabbos so that that's actually got to be very careful so so by the way I tell people if you have a blech on your flame the entire Yontif your blech doesn't work for a blech on Shabbos because it, it didn't stop you from raising the temperature the entire Yontif so either do something extra or figure something else out for your uh, Friday night after you know on a three day Yontif because it's not a reminder anymore okay so there it makes sense to blow tekiahs you blow for Friday afternoon going into Shabbos however there's no Havdalah you don't make Havdalah on Friday afternoon going into Shabbos from Yontif because there's no malacha that's now mutter on Shabbos. Havdalah is to be mavzah being kodesh or from kedusha chamura to kedusha kala. So from Shabbos to Sunday, that's your classic Havdalah. Let's see if Shabbos, Sunday, Monday is yantif. You still, you're going from Shabbos, which everything's also even oichel nefesh, to Sunday, so you do make Havdalah, vatodienu, you say Havdalah in your kiddush. Okay, now, mati Shabbos, if if Yantif falls out Mati Shabbos, mavdilim, you do make Havdalah, but v'loi toikin, you should not do, you should not do tekiyos, so Gemara says, "Vamai, wanted to do tekiyos on Matzah Shabbos when it's Yontif. Litaka kihecha delayed the shari b'shchita la'alter. Should tell me that you let a shecht right away. I'm allowed a shecht. So tell, blow shayfer to tell me something's mutter. Allah the Gemara says, 'Now machvat kudar v'yosef. We pass like a v'yosef that we never blow shayfer to tell me something's allowed. So you're not going to blow shayfer Matzah Shabbos when it's Yontif and say, oh, right now you could go shecht. You don't do that. So that is the raya like Rab Yosef. Am Rab Zera, Rab Huna, Rab Milam, Rab Abi, Abba, Am Rab Huna. Yom Kippurim Shecholius B'Shabbos. Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. Asr B'Knivas Yarek. In this case, you cannot prepare for after Shabbos. It's Hachana. You're not allowed to cut up vegetables for your Ozfast. And Am Rab Mana, Tana Minayin Lem Kippurim Shecholius B'Shabbos. Asr B'Knivas Yarek. How do I know that you cannot do that? Tama Loimer Shabbos Sain. That uh, that you should rest. Shvus. So Gemara says, "Lamai, what are you resting from?" If you tell me you're resting from the Lamates Malachis, that when the pasuk says Shabbos son, you should rest on this day, it's just telling me you, you have to rest like the Lamates Malachis. Vaksiv He cannot do any malacha. Alalava must be akniva siyarek. That even hachana is usher because you are preparing for the next day. That is an isudaraisa shmamina. That would be the raya. That would be an isudaraisa according to this to do to to be busy. With uh, tomorrow's a- uh, activities, so the Gemara says, "Amar Abchi, but Abba, Rabbi Yechon, Yom Kippur Shalayis B'Shabbos, Mutter B'Knivas Yerek, that you're allowed to cut these vegetables." So Meisvei, Minayim Yom Kippur Shalayis B'Shabbos, Shalosim B'Knivas Yerek, Tamalamer Shabbos Soin. The same thing, Shabbos Soin Shvus Lamai. What does it mean? What are you resting from? Ilam Lamalacha. You tell me, I cannot do the Lamates Malacha. It's Vaksev. The pasuk says. I know I'm not allowed to do the Lamates Malachas. I love the Knivas Yarek. It must be talking about 
cutting up vegetables, that would be the Isra of Shabbos. And so the Gemara says, no, Layla Oilam Lemalacha. We're talking about the Lamates Malachas. But what we mean to say is, Velavro Leha Basi, to tell me that if I violate the Lamates Malachas, not only am I violating Laisase Kol Malacha, I'm also violating an Ase and a Laisase. Now, what would be the difference? Who cares what you're violating? So, one Afkamina, the Gemara in Beitza, the first paragraph is going to talk about this, that the Gemara that talks about Kisi Adam. Let's say you shecht a bird or a deer. On Yantif, halachas you got to do kisui hadam. So part of kisdam is might be digging up dirt. So the Gemara there says maybe it should be mutter because you have a mitzvah say of of doing kisui hadam and only have a loisa say of kamalacha loyasa behen that you cannot do malacha on Yantif. So an say should be doicha loisa say. Then the Gemara says no, but Yantif is an say and a loisa say. So that would be the nafkamina. Is there an say and a loisa say when it comes to the lamatas malachas? Now this Gemara sounds like. That there's no addition when the pasuk says Shabbos sign, it's not adding anything. It's not telling me that I can uh, that there's anything more I cannot do on Yantif. All it's telling me is that when a person violates, he cooks on Shabbos. Not only is he violating loy uh, he's also violating an say. However, the Ramban in Chumash and other Rishonim learn in this Gemara and other sources that Shabbosin adds another dimension to Shabbos. He spoke about this a few times. The Ramban writes, let's say a person goes to work. He, let's say he, he, uh, he walks to his office, okay? He walks to his office. He's not uh, carrying anything. He has a combination code, whatever. He gets into the office. He looks at paperwork. He has a regular day at work. No computer. Well, even if you use computers, let's assume all these things are the Rabbanans. According to the Ramban, this person violated Shabbos sign. He did not keep Shabbos. We, we mentioned a psaac from a parish of Shechter Shlita. There was a uh, YU guy, a graduate, that went to uh, a big university, and he wanted. He asked him, can I, can I attend the college football games on Shabbos? He said, I'm not going to do anything. My friend will buy me a beer, a kosher beer. I, I'll make kiddush before. I'll daven in my, uh, my, dorm, my, my dorm room. Is there anything wrong with going to attending a college football game on Shabbos? And I've shechter paskin. It's an isa deraisa. You're not keeping Shabbos sign. Everyone has to have a shi sani That's not Shabbos dick. So, yeah, which malacha am I doing? You're not doing any malacha. There's a content of Shabbos. And just by the way, this Gemara does not sound like that. The Gemara sounds like it's just adding to the loisa, say, of of Shabbos. Let's just do one more Gemara, finish the parak. Tanya, Kevasi, Rabbi Yechanan. We have a Brisa that says, like, Rabbi Yechanan, Mekhrum Shalais, Shabbos, Mutter, Bekniyvas, Yerek. A person is allowed to cut up the vegetables. You're allowed to do that on, on Shabbos. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, one more Gemara, Marchi, Barabba, Rabbi Yechanan, Yom Kippur, Shalais, Bechol. Let's see, you have a regular Tuesdays in Kippur, Mephats, and the guys, and you're allowed to crush nuts on Yom Kippur, Mephats, and Mephats, and you're going to be cutting open your uh, your Mephats, your pomegranates, and your Mephats, and because of Agmas Nefesh, again, as Rashi says, Agmas Nefesh here would be specifically to cause you Agmas Nefesh, or because there's going to be Agmas Nefesh after Yom Kippur, so taking that away. So the very Yudim, Mekanvei, Mekanvei, they would do it, Kerava, the Rabba, Gardi, Kaari, they would uh, cut up their gourds. Came in the chazdav kamachafi amalu asa igartim amravam mishmei de rabbi yechanan the aser that they saw that they would be doing it earlier. And this is what the shochanar uh, says that that became our minog that once they saw that people were doing it uh, earlier than mincholamala no more of this preparing hajin alach veiluk sharm. We finished another parak in shavuot. Just by the way, there's an interesting minog that many have not to eat egoizim, not to eat nuts during a seris mitshuva because egoiz is gematria chet, and we know the kutzker's famous line the chet is also gematria. Chet, but uh, there, there are those that have a minog, they will not eat nuts all the way until Hashanah Rabbah. So you could argue from this Gemara. The Gemara says they were cracking open nuts on Yom Kippur. So obviously they did not have this minog of not eating a goizim 
nuts all the way through Hashanah Rabbah. Either way, that is a minute in Klai Yisrael. So we'll continue with uh, tomorrow. Another fascinating parish called Kisvei Kodesh, talking about fires in Shabbos, Amir Lanachri, many uh, interesting topics coming up. So same time uh, tomorrow night as well.